Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast, hosted by Shalinda Kirby, a cervical cancer survivor, and Natalie Supes, a Crohn's warrior since 2007. Our goal is to give you proof that it's not only possible to be sick and successful, but it's possible for you. Dream big and tune in. You can also follow us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We've got a good episode for you today. We're going to talk about happiness. This is something I think is so important right now in the world we're living in, all the uncertainty, everything that's going on, but not even just now, like someone listening two years from now, I think this podcast will be very helpful because something that I noticed or Shalinda and I both noticed is um, a lot of the times you can be searching for happiness in other people and trying to find a relationship and thinking that that will make you happy. And then when you find that relationship, you realize you're still unhappy or looking for abundance and finances and money and just chasing a money goal. And whenever you reach it, you're chasing the next one because it's never making you happy. And so we wanted to give you guys some tips and just kind of chat back and forth about um, what it looks like to find your own happiness and to to go inside yourself and to create that happiness within you. And we will also be doing a little bit of breath work in this episode. So make sure you listen all the way to the end. The fact that we're doing a breathwork session, like a mini session, is so exciting because uh, in times where I go on social media, Natalie, and I get overwhelmed, breathwork has really helped me kind of like come out of that feeling of overwhelm and um, just anxiety and stuff like that. It's been something that I've been using so, so much right now, especially like you said, with the social media, Um, with so many people, like I find myself going on social media for 10 minutes and being like, "Ah, I'm at home. I should be learning how to knit again, or I should be doing this. Like I need to be taking care, like learning something brand new. And um, I think the biggest thing is that we all find different ways to be happy. And that's what matters most is like what you find, what makes you happy probably won't make me happy and vice versa. So like looking to others to find what happiness means is pointless. You brought up the example of relationships, and I know that I can totally relate to that. I have had to train myself consciously not to go looking for happiness in somebody else rather than mm-hmm. myself, especially with um, you know social distancing right now because I'm a single girl living by myself, and I often question, like, if I had a significant other, would I be in a much happier situation, you know, having to hang out at home more often? Or am I in a good position as a single person by myself? You know, like, it's funny how we always want what uh, the grass is greener on the other side, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I, I can relate to that when I was younger, too. Like, I was always chasing happiness in the next stage and the next person and like thinking that once I found that, that would make me whole. But we need to find our wholeness in ourselves. And then we can find our partner, someone who adds to that. Um, Just like finances. Like I know ever, like since I started working a quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes right now, big girl (laughs) job. I'm like the next goal, the next salary increase. Like I'm going to be happy when I hit this, when I hit that and I keep hitting them and nothing changes because it has to change within, within ourselves. And we have to find that happiness. So, um, 
and it makes me laugh when you think about the quarantine thing too, because you being single, I'm like, oh man, you could like eat whatever you want and do whatever you want. But I'm sure that gets so lonely. Yeah. And then there's on my no one side, to confide in, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then on my side, it's like awesome to have a hubby here. But then at the same time, like, of course, we're getting on each other's nerves, spending all day, every day together. So it's funny. It's funny to see that two sides of things. Absolutely. I think when it comes to happiness, Natalie, it's more like a place that you can occupy than like an object that you obtain. And that's how Mm -hmm. I look at it. Like some days you'll be there and some days you won't. But the the more time that you spend thinking about being happy, the less likely that you are to spend time being so. Yeah. Like chasing it, right? If you're, Mm -hmm. if you keep thinking about what is going to make you happy and what's the next thing you can get or the next person or whatever the next. And I'm not saying goals are bad, but yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's something that almost like learned. And when you can feel in your body that you're, you're getting anxious or overwhelmed or upset that you know what to do personally inside yourself alone, like with nobody else, what, what will put you a smile on your face? And I think more than ever right now, a lot of us feel this insane pressure. And and I don't think like, again, that's that's putting someone else's expectations on ourselves. And um, what's most important is finding what we want to do in this time. Like this is the most perfect time in the whole world to figure out what makes you or me, what makes ourselves happy. We have time alone. We have time where we're not you know, driving kids back and forth or going to appointments or, you know, 20,000 meetings within the day to sit down and say like, okay, instead of just sitting here being bored, what's something that will make you happy? And if that means, you know, cleaning out your closet or being creative or drawing or whatever, cool. But if that also means doing a puzzle and like chilling back and having a drink or something, that's awesome too. It's, it's time to get to know ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. And and what better time than hanging out by yourself? Yeah. I think like something I preached all the time before was traveling by yourself, which obviously not an option right now. But um, when I first traveled by myself, I was, well, I mean, I traveled by myself with groups and stuff like that when I was younger, but like by myself, by myself in Europe, I was like 23 or something. And that was a game changer for me. You're in a city all by yourself that you don't know with a language you don't know and you get to figure out what what you want to do what makes you happy where you want to go and this is like a different version of that right like now it's it, i think it's almost heightened you're in your own home surrounded by things hopefully you love or you thought you loved and you get to sit back and and really kind of tweak those things that make you happy the people in your life now are really going to be evident the ones who make you happy right you're you're going to put in more effort or hopefully you put in more effort to have a zoom call or a text or a conversation with those people and maybe the people that were negative and um bringing you down you don't have to you don't have there's no reason to go hang out with them or you know so it's like i feel like it's perfect time to to find that inner happiness So when it comes to finding that happiness, uh, we have a few tips, don't we? Yes, we do. (laughs) Did you want to start it off? (laughs) Oh, you want me to start? Yes, please. Okay. So I thought practice living in the present was very valid. Like letting go of past regrets and and not focusing too much on like the future, you know? 
Yeah. And like a good way to do that is journal and get those thoughts out instead of just like, it's a lot of times people will be like, just let go of it. And I know myself, like my brain doesn't let go of things that easy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the same way. I like to like rehash things. And I find that writing out even a letter to somebody that normally, like I would never send that letter sometimes. Just writing those feelings out is so therapeutic. Yeah. That's so good. One that really comes up for me is allowing yourself to feel and like feel, feel, whatever it may be. So like in these times, um, it's like a roller coaster, right? One morning I might wake up and I feel angry and I feel scared and I feel um, anxious for the future and like giving myself the time to sit down and feel that and not just be like, I woke up and I feel scared or angry and now I'm going to do everything in my pop in my power to be happy. But like by feeling that and maybe going on a walk and just like allowing myself to cry if I need to, or just curl up or cuddle or like, you know, whatever I need to do to, to let those emotions move through my body versus just getting them, you know, stuck in my, in my body. <laughs> well, we've talked about this on our podcast numerous times, Natalie, that listening to our body is like so important. Yes. Yes. I saw a meme or something yesterday or whatever. I saw it on online that um, it's like 90% of illness comes from stress. And um, I don't know if that's backed or anything, but it made sense to me because mm-hmm. yeah, if we, if we're stressed and not listening to our body and just keep bottling it up, it's leads to so many other things. Something else that I want to add to the list is letting go of unrealistic expectations about how happy you're supposed to be or what your life is supposed to look like or what somebody else's life looks like. Comparisonitis. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And like, honestly, unrealistic expectations is such a dangerous, dangerous route. Like, because I think most of us know how to set those up for ourselves. Mm Mm-hmm. We're never good enough for ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's when I I always struggle with. I feel like because there's a balance between that and setting goals for yourself, right? It's a pretty thin line. I feel like. Yeah, and it can be. And you know, with social media being something that we consume a lot of nowadays, there are people that are constantly encouraging us to be happy and seek happiness and live happy lives, and you know, be be this, be that. But like you had said earlier, you know, don't let yourself think that that's the cookie cutter um, form that you're supposed to fall into. Yeah. And the funny thing is, the more you allow yourself to feel and to to not live up to expectations, even your own, and to um, just be in your body and to live in the moment and not chasing that happiness and chasing that goal and whatever, like, of course, chase your goals, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, That's when you actually feel happy more and more every day. At least that's what's happened for me. I feel the happiest when I'm like real, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when I get the validation that there are other real people out there. Mm. And that's not always easy, like telling it how it is. Oh, never. No, no, it's never been easy for people like that, especially in a world where we're supposed to have this view of happiness and and live a certain way uh, according to the definition of what others think happiness means. Yeah, exactly. So another one that I really love and I think it really will resonate with a lot of our listeners is don't identify yourself with your own suffering or loss or illness. So like 
for me, for example, I, I'm not Crohn's. I have Crohn's. It's a part of my life, but it's not who I am. And, um, like a lot of people who have gone through loss in their, in their family or, um, you know, other illnesses and just like tragic things, don't identify who you are as a human being with that tragedy, with that suffering, with that loss, let yourself work through the emotions and feel them, but it's not who you are. I love that. I really love that because I've always said, and this goes with what I try to bring to the table in terms of uh, like being happy with your body is like, I always say I have fat, but I'm not fat. You know what I mean? Like we all have body fats, but that doesn't define who I am as a person. Yeah. And that I think the more you practice, getting to know yourself and to um, find the things that make you happy and give you joy, it's almost easier to um, not identify with the the negative and the suffering in your life. Um, even like your example with fat, like the more I did gratitude every morning and the more I looked around and saw like, wow, life is really great and tried to see the positive side of things, the more I accepted my body, which is something I, I've, you know, always struggled with ever since I can remember. So it's, it's kind of like you give a little and then your brain gives you a little. Mm-hmm, I like that. <laughs> yeah. How about removing things that prevent you from being happy? Like if you're in a toxic relationship, you don't like your job, you find yourself eating a lot of unhealthy food. Like I find that sometimes those things have to go before you really start finding that happiness. Seriously, mic drop. Like that's honestly probably like, let's move that to number one. (laughs) (laughs) You have to let go of of the restraints that are holding you back from from finding that happiness yourself. And like an image of this is picture someone living in a hoarding situation. How happy are they going to be if there's boxes covering all their windows and there's little trails going through the house and there's dust everywhere and things everywhere and blocking you from living expansively and just just picturing that I'm sure gave you kind of like a little bit more tightness in your body and I know like we used to live in a one-bedroom apartment where like we shoved so much stuff in there and those were some of my sickest days because not that it was messy I mean I mean it was messy but that was because it was so overflown and we couldn't be our best selves in that space because it, it didn't reflect us I think like everything you mentioned, if your closet or I mean your pantry is full of food that shit food (laughs) that makes you feel like garbage, you're going to feel like garbage every day because what other option are you giving yourself? And people like all of those examples were amazing. Yeah. And the people you surround yourself with too, like it's amazing how uh, when I moved to Winnipeg uh, three years ago, For me, that was a blessing in disguise because it was almost like a fresh start moving to a new city. And like, yes, there's positives and negatives with that. Like I had to start new, make new friends, all that kind of stuff. But I looked at it as such a a welcoming uh, experience because those people that I would associate with prior to moving that held me back, it really showed when I had an opportunity to to start new. Mm, And um and then I had the choice to, you know, end those friendships and relationships that I felt were were doing that. And uh, gosh, do I feel better now? Yeah. And I was going to say, how much better do you feel from doing that? Like it's nine day. And, and, and I yeah. just look back at those situations and realize now more than ever, 
how held back I was being in those situations. Even if you don't feel like you are, even if you feel like, yeah, they're just a friend because they've been there since whatever time of my life, you don't realize that like you become the sum of the five people you hang out with, even if you don't want to. So like you can do your best to not start thinking like them or being like them, but it seeps in. Yeah. And you don't owe anybody anything. Ultimately, when it comes to your happiness, you don't owe anybody anything. Exactly. You can't pour out of your cup if it's empty. And that even goes for yourself. So like I, the way that I talk about this with my husband is the spoon theory. Um, So like even when, when this whole quarantine thing wasn't going on, but even when I wasn't pregnant, um, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but essentially let's just say every person wakes up with five spoons and those are, that's like their energy level for the day. And a regular person, it takes them one spoon to get up, get ready and um, be out the door. But someone with a chronic illness, it can take four, like one to get out of bed, one to get dressed and one to brush their teeth. So um, I always say that like, that's kind of how I address my energy levels with my husband. But if I'm at a negative three spoons or a negative, like at an empty cup, if I have zero energy, there's no way that I'm going to be able to make myself happy or feel good. And so having tools that you know what to do when you're, when you're feeling empty, like for me, it's honestly just laying down and cuddling my dog or um, even scrolling through Pinterest at pictures of puggles or puppies, like things going for a short walk if I can. Having that backup of things that will fill your own cup. And that's like the key is your cup, your energy level, not something that will make someone else around you happy, but will make you you get that that little spark of joy. I love that. And I just want to kind of share my experience in, in that as well, yes. because... I am such a people pleaser. I'm such a giver. I always put others before myself in terms of happiness. This is a problem that I've had my entire life. Um, but I'm getting better over the years now that I've learned to like refocus on myself and my happiness. But um, when I was living in Medicine Hat years and years ago, what five years ago, I had a very, very eye-opening experience with my cup getting down to absolutely nothing, and yet I was still going. I was still pouring out of it. There's nothing coming Mm. out of that cup, but I was still pouring out of it because I was doing a morning show in this city. I sat on a board, uh, a charity nonprofit board. I was doing multiple different events throughout the week. My schedule looked insane, and at the end of the day, I would go to bed, and and it would just, I wouldn't even be sleeping enough to uh, be healthy and then it all came crashing down on me one day where I had a complete mental breakdown. I've never experienced anything like this before, but I just could not function physically, mentally, emotionally. I was done. And uh, yeah. I ended up having to go to the doctor. And that's when he took me off of work for an entire month um, wow. because I was so burnt out and I didn't realize it because I had I, nobody had stopped me while I was still pouring out of the empty cup to say, hey, you might want to go fill that up <laughs> because <laughs> it's nothing's coming out, but you're still going. And so um, it was such an eye opening experience because I took that month that I was forced to take off of work and I went to therapy three times a week. Um, I did all sorts of things during that month to really find what made me happy as a person and to fill my cup back up. 
that was such a crazy uh, pivotal moment in my life where I learned That's so amazing. much. It's good for you for actually like taking that time to work on yourself and not just like, you know, find the next fun thing to do or whatever. And that's like, hopefully everyone who's listening can kind of take that as an example to take this time and, and go within, like find your, find who you are, explore yourself and don't just try to live up to everybody else's standards and what they think they should be doing in this quarantine or in this time. Yeah, well, especially nowadays, like you mentioned, because we have all this time on our hands and and there's this false sense of uh, expectation out there that we need to do all of these things and instead of living in the moment and listening to what we need personally. Yeah. Awesome. So let's chat a little bit about breath work. Yes, this is all you, Natalie. This is your time to shine. (laughs) Well, I'm going to lead you through a little bit of breath work, but what breath work is, is honestly, I think it's like one of the most um, healing modalities out there. And it's so easy. You can do it within a few seconds. You can do like a meditative breath work practice over 30 minutes or even longer. Um, And it's a way to really connect with your body and feel what you're feeling without just like sitting down and trying to meditate. Because I know when I sit down and try to meditate before doing breath work, my, my brain just keeps going and going and going and it doesn't slow down. Breath work gives you something to do with your body and it's scientifically shown to actually turn down the parts of your brain that um, are all ego and stress and all of that and turn up the parts of like your inner self, just to kind of put that into layman's terms. So we thought that doing a little bit of breath work today, just to kind of calm you down, um, just to let you feel within your body, feel what you're feeling would be really fun. So if you guys, whoever, wherever you're listening, if you can just find a comfortable seat or you can lay down somewhere on the ground, um, if there's kids running around your house, maybe shut the door or put them in a bathroom. I'm just kidding. <laughs> give them to someone. Give them to someone. Put them in the bathroom. <laughs> or, or pause the podcast and listen later when they're sleeping. But uh, just yeah. find a little quiet place in your house. Okay. All right. So just lay down or sit down and get comfortable. You can even put your hand on your heart, one on your heart, one on your belly. And just feel wherever you feel tension within your body, if your shoulders are a little tight, if your head's hurting, if you just feel anxious or overwhelmed, allow yourself to feel that. We're going to do a three-part breath. It's called tri-active. So we're going to breathe into our chest, into our belly, and out through our mouth, all through our mouth. So it sounds like this. We're going to do that for a few minutes. And while you're doing that, I really want you just to let your body, let your mind do whatever it needs to do. I don't want you to think about what you should be thinking, what you should be feeling, what anything. Just focus on the breath. Do the three-part breath and just let your body do what it needs to do. Um, If you're sitting 
or if you're laying down, it's super normal to just feel a little bit dizzy or to feel some cramping in your hands, some tightness in your face. That's just the energy leaving your body. So it's really normal. We're not going to be doing this for very long, but just allow yourself to feel, allow yourself to be in your body and just allow yourself to release. So take a big deep breath in and let it out with a sigh. Do two more of those. And one more. Now we're going to start the three-part breath. It is safe to feel, it is safe to breathe, it is safe to be in your body. You're doing amazing. Just keep breathing, keep feeling. It's very normal for your brain to try to get you to stop. It's really normal for all the thoughts to start coming up to the surface. Just observe them. Keep breathing and allow yourself to feel. You were put here for a purpose. There is so much meaning to your life. You are who you are for a reason. Allow yourself to feel that. Allow yourself to feel who you are. Your happiness is within you already. You don't need anything outside of yourself. You have everything you need within you already. You just have to tap into it and allow it to be. Allow yourself to be the most authentic version of you. It is safe to feel. It is safe to be in your body. It is time to let go of all the negative thoughts of all that's holding you back. (sighs) 
what is holding you back right now? What is keeping you small? It is time to let go. With every breath in, breathe in joy, breathe in acceptance. And every breath out, let out self-doubt. Let out the overwhelm. Let out the anxiety. Be in this moment. You were put here on this earth right now to go through this storm because you are needed exactly the way you are. The world needs you. You need you. You're doing so good. Allow yourself to feel your heart in this moment. What feelings are coming up for you? What have you been suppressing? When was the last time you allowed yourself to truly feel your heart? I want you to slowly come back to your regular breath. Allow your body to breathe you. Bringing your awareness back into the room. Feeling the seat underneath you. The floor supporting you. Mother Earth. Everything around you. You are so blessed to be here. I want you to put your hand on your heart if it's not already there. And just thank yourself for taking this time to feel, to breathe, to slow down. Fill your body with love and gratitude for being you, for being the person you are right now in this moment. All right. How'd that feel? (laughs) You know how much I love breath work. <laughs> I truly feel so much lighter. Like mm-hmm. all that built up uncertainty and anxiety that I've been dealing with all week. I just feel like I I breathed out. Right. It's like so much. Like I, I cry almost every breath work session I do. And it just feels like 
you just feel so light after, like you can just like fly. <laughs> yeah. I usually have a good cry session after breath work as well. Yeah. It just so, feels so it's like it's just a big weight lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. And like we have that within us all the time and I do one-on-one breath work sessions. So if anyone's interested, feel free to reach out, but there's, there's different types online that you can follow. Um, it's really, really, really important to do breath work, um, a longer session, like any longer than five, 10 minutes with a certified breath work practitioner, mm-hmm. because there's a lot that can happen. Um, I call it like getting high on your own supply. You can have visions and hallucinations and there's different things that can happen to your body that are safe, but you need someone who's trained in that to walk you through it. So this, like the five minutes or even just taking a stop and, and taking a few deep breaths in and deep breaths out. That's what I do every day, like all day, as soon as I feel, um, my anxiety levels or overwhelm levels getting high. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any more questions about breath work or anything like that, feel free to reach out to us on, um, social media or DMS or email us. All that will be in the show notes. Hopefully that helped you guys a little bit. Thank you so much for doing that, Natalie. Well, thank you for doing it with me. (laughs) (laughs) What a great, uh, what a great way to end a a crazy week. So we look forward to talking to you next week on the podcast. Of course. Can't wait. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. If you like our show and want to know more, follow us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore. Join us next week for an all new episode.